Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about helping you get unstuck in life in the areas of faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility in the hopes of inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm your host, Jerry, and in just a moment, Katina Stith, special guest host, is going to join us. Katina is the host of a podcast called TrueIdentity.life, and she was covering for Brandon back in November when we recorded this session. She's been doing a great job, and I've been putting her under the the gun, in a sense, as we kind of give Brandon a hard time, and I'm going to keep that going, most likely. Um, Now, we also have special guest Erica Lynn from Erica Lynn Speaks, and she's going to help us uh, just appreciate her story of overcoming pain and just hardships early on in life to live a thriving, happy life. And she has some programs that'll help you in case you find yourself stuck in a rut because you are still dealing with some past pain. Now, this isn't a counseling session. Uh, Erica is not a counselor, but there are some practical tips that we can all apply that doesn't require a counseling degree or license to do that. So sit back and relax unless you are throwing a baseball through a window. In that case, I need to tell you to stop doing that. That That is not nice, especially if it's not your window. That's called vandalism. So just step away from that and listen to this podcast. Now, if you're in the office, if you're driving to work, you're driving home, then you're in the right spot. Just listen, but also pay attention to what you're doing. Here we go. All right. Hey, Katina, welcome back. And Hello, uh, hello, hello. Yeah. And uh, so once again, three weeks in a row where Brandon's not here and we get to show him up and show the world what great talent is out there. And Brandon, this is why you don't miss stuff because then I just throw you so under the sorry, bus. So sorry, Brandon. I know. Yeah. So Katina, sorry. you've been sticking up for Brandon like this whole recording session. And so it's my brother. Oh, it, it's my brother. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. I'm like the bitter little brother. That's like, well, I'm going to get him. Cause he's not here to defend himself. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, the, we have the siblings and it's always that one. Yeah. <laughs> and you're that one <laughs> that's coming after him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I should probably stop though. Cause he is taller than me. He could probably just uh, hit me over the head. And mm-hmm. then other people are like, are you picking on a pastor for real? Like, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. But I knew him before he was a pastor. That's but right. I, that's no excuse though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all in love. It's done in love. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> so we have joining us Erica Lynn from Erica Lynn Speaks. Uh, I believe I met her in, uh, through the Christian Podcasters Association. And if I didn't meet her there, I met her through Podcast Movement. But I know it's one of those two. And I saw her story. And it, she was actually pitching her her story to somebody else. And me being the lurker that I am, I saw it. I'm like, I got to reach out to her. And then she said, yes, she'd love to be on our show. And so here she is, Erica Lynn. How are you? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. Thank you for having me on your show today. Yes. And where are you calling in from anyway? I am in Michigan, okay. um, Clinton Township, Michigan. Oh. And um, so everybody knows it's right for Detroit. Yes. <laughs> I've got a friend who is from Detroit, Michigan. I mean, she lives in Dallas, Texas now, but um, yeah, that's her hometown. Uh, yeah. 
I forget yeah. what part. It's a pretty cold, yeah. cool place. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why she's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> just how cold is it right now? Well, today is a nice day. Uh, okay. My dad, I just come in the door right before our uh, interview. And so it's actually nice today. And I, and I uh, messaged my friend. I said, hey, can I take you for a walk? You know, like he's a puppy or something. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so it's really nice. But uh, so you could wear like your little cute jacket. But probably next week um, is going to drop. Nights are cold, you know, here in Michigan. Uh-huh. So you have to turn your heat on. Like there's no waiting to um, the snow hit to turn your heat on because your house, okay. like the houses, the inside of the houses are usually colder than it is outside sometimes. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I'm looking up Corpus Christi right now. Yeah, it's a cold day in Corpus Christi in November. It's 73 degrees. <laughs> and, and that's a cold day for yeah. you. Huh? We actually, oh, yes. I think my wife referred to it as a cold front. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that, that's yes. interesting. That we yeah, embrace the moment. Hey, look, tell her to come on to Michigan. I yeah. sure would come. I remember uh, getting married in Corpus Christi uh, 19 years ago. It was November. And, oh, that's right. I got to get her a gift. Okay. Note to self. Got it. Thank y'all just helped me out in a big way. You have no idea. All right. Uh, so anyway, we're walking down the Shoreline Boulevard, uh, the seawall, and uh, it's like 85 degrees and I'm, I'm burning up. I'm like, man, live. Is it always this hot in Corpus Christi? And she looked at me and she laughed. She said, Jerry, it's November. This is a cold day. Wow. And I was like, oh boy, what did I just marry into? (laughs) (laughs) She's on fire. You're going to marry something hot. Yes. And I was like, wow. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, wait, we just moved here from Germany. We were both in the army. And, And it dawned on me. I'm like, wait, last week. We were dealing with like 40 degree temperatures and now it's 85. And how did that not click for me? I'm like, oh boy, Uh Uh it's hot. It gets hot. Uh, But I guess we didn't get Erica on here to talk about the weather. Um, She has a really (laughs) great platform. Erica Lynn speaks, uh, reaching out to folks, helping them, encouraging them, coaching people. And um, so I wanted to ask you just to kind of kick this off. a kind of a broad question that is the theme of the show. And that is, uh, what is, what is the rut that you help people get out of? Well, a lot of people are at a place where they're stuck and they're stuck for so many reasons. Um, they can't, they don't know how to have successful relationships. Um, uh, they're afraid, you know, to go after that promotion. They are, are in fear of starting that, job or starting that company that they want to start because it's like, wow, I got to leave the comforts of my nine to five and starting my own company. You know, there's a level of fear there. Uh, A lot of my clients have past traumas uh, that they have, have not healed from, whether it's abuse, verbal or physical abuse. Um, It could be something like car accidents Whatever the traumatic experience that they had in their life, you know, some people, their parents just never told them that they love them, like never showed mm. a sign of affection. And and as an adult, the things that you've never healed from, it shows back up again in your life somewhere or another. Mm. And they have a problem with being able to go forward and really live their life at their fullest potential because they're still stuck. Rather, they're stuck at that as a 13 year old child 
or they're stuck at that place where that trauma happened and they just can't, you know, go over the hurdle. And so my job as a coach is to really let's, let, let me help you identify what really the root cause is of your problem so that we know what we have to fix in order to move you forward. And once we get you over the hurdle, we don't just help heal you. What's next? Because now you, you heal, but you get all this world that's available to you and you have never experienced it, you know, like going to other countries. Like you'd be surprised that there's so many things out here to do and people just n- never touch the surface of, of life. And so once we get you over those hurdles, now we begin to figure out what is it that you want to do in life? Like I, I met a young lady and it was, it was funniest thing. This was the quickest intervention that I've ever had in my career. I would, I would see the young lady a lot and um, you would hear her cursing, like yelling and mm. screaming and cursing at her, at her husband and like um, telling the kids, bring your A over here. And da, da, da. like, I, you know how some parents, that's like mm-hmm. their conversation or how they speak to their uh-huh. kids. They, they curse and they don't realize how that affects the children because now your children thinks that when they grow up, that this is how people are supposed to talk to me. And this is how I'm supposed to talk to other people in the world. And then the husband, you're not getting the full potential out of the husband because you're shooting him down. But one day God just said, okay, Eric, it's time for you to intervene. And I would hear this every day. You know, you don't want to get involved with what's going on sometimes. And so I just simply said, can I talk to you for a minute? And uh, she said, sure. So she come over and we started talking and I said, so how's the married life? You know, they had only been married about two weeks and she was like, mm, it's all right. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what do you mean? It's all right. And she began to share with me. Well, you know, we have issues. I said, well, if you have these kind of issues, why did you marry him? Mm-hmm. She says, you want my truth? I said, yes. Yeah. She said, I settled. So oh, from that wow. point that told me, let me figure out mm-hmm. why are you settling? So now this no longer has to do with him. Now we're going to focus on you. Mm-hmm. And so I began telling her stories of other people who settled and why they settled. Why do women feel unworthy of having a man that really treats them well, opposed to settling for someone who don't treat them well? So then, so then I said, everything in your life centers around you. You can't control what he do, but if you fix you, then you can guide him a lot better. So if you fix you, then you can start saying, you know, babe, when you take that garbage out, it just really turns me on. Like, I just love it. And then so now he's like, "Ooh, let me take the garbage out so I can turn her on. I said, but you can only do stuff like that when you fix you. And so that was my whole core message to her. Let, let, let's help heal you. So what I ended up doing was I said, I want to give you a copy of my book. So she took a copy of my book. And I said, after you read the book, the book is a self-help guide to helping you walk through your steps of of beginning your journey on your healing phase. And I said, so after you read the book, then we'll talk about it. So the next day she comes knocking on my door and she says, "Um, first of all, I want to apologize to you. And I said, well, why? She said, "Um, that was to, I I didn't realize that we were cussing like that. I didn't realize that we didn't realize how we looked. You know, sometimes people don't see how they look on the outside. And so, and she said, I I read your book. And one day I sat in my car all last night and I read the book and I cried. She said, a lot of things in the book I identify with. And she Mm -hmm. said, but I just want to thank you for reaching out to me and helping me and showing me 
how I look and how we look and how I have to change things. Because I also told her stories about how it affects the children when you speak to the children like that, how it affects the children when they see mommy and daddy not happy, how they're going to grow up and they're going to emulate everything that they see you do. They're going to emulate it in some form or fashion. And, and so to make a long story short, she ended up um, registering for school like the next day, you know, going back to school because she was at a place where she was stuck. She couldn't identify what it was. She couldn't, she just wasn't happy. And when you see a person who, who just had a child, maybe a year old, you think in this postpartum depression, but it wasn't, it was, it was issues that stem within her that happened long before she even met her husband. So now she's on the path of a continuous journey of healing herself. And they had got into it one time and she, she moved out and I didn't encourage her to move out, but if that's what you needed to help fix you, and now I notice that she's back. So, and I don't hear any cursing. I don't hear any fighting because sometimes it just takes somebody to show you that they care and help you see. Don't just tell me, oh, I see you doing this, I'm doing this, but actually show me how to fix the areas of my life. And so that's one of the things that I do. Not only do I help you identify the areas in your life that need working on, but I actually give you a tools and techniques that you can utilize that can guide you and help you fix those areas so that you're not just telling me, but you're helping me as well. So that's, that's the people that I <laughs> generally nice. help. And you've got the book, um, seven techniques of healing, how I overcame abuse to live my authentic life. And then there's also the one step beyond you interactive learning program. So I just wanted to throw that out there for our listeners to know that these are the resources that we're talking about. Uh, so what would you and actually, I guess that kind of answers the question. I was going to say, like, what what are some of the trends that you notice that people are struggling with? Uh, but you kind of touched on it that whether it's a serious traumatic event, like going through abuse or a car wreck, or maybe something that's still impressionable, like our parents not saying, I love you. Um, we all seem to kind of create or add to our lives some sort of limiting mindset that seems to be holding ourselves back. And that, that seems to be the theme that's come up here that you're helping people get unstuck from the ruts that they're in, which when you were talking about that, I'm like, yeah, that, that's, that's why I asked her to come onto the show. Um, mm-hmm. So what is it like for your clients when they have that aha moment, when they realize, Oh, I've got this limiting mindset. What is that like for you? And, and how do you recognize and how do they recognize that aha moment. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into Capshow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Well, a couple of different things. One, when when someone reads my book, I always know where they add in the book mm. because everybody texts me 
when they are on like chapter two, because chapter one, they cried like a baby. Mm. And now chapter two, they're learning about how to educate themselves to move forward. And I laugh, you know, internally. And I was like, okay, that at least shows me that they're doing the work. Um, How it makes me feel is it makes me feel good when you have a client that is willing to do the work that is required. Meaning that if you hire me as a coach and you're not doing anything, I can't miraculously, miraculously make you healed. You have to be willing to put the effort in to, to work with me. So, and you have to be coachable. Yeah. A lot of people are not coachable. If you're mm-hmm. not a coachable person, then you're kind of just wasting your money, my time and your time. Like I, I take the money, like, cause I'm not giving you money back. Like there's no <laughs> refund policy, but, but why spend your money and not be willing to do the work? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so um, I love it when people are progressing. And the more that I see the clients move to a different level, it seems like God opens doors for me and send me new clients on a higher level. See, at first, my clients were like, because you want to test it out, right? Let me see if I can really do what it says that I can do. And so I had, you know, clients on one level and I'm and I'm like testing it out. And then they're like, wow, oh, my God, like I have a client that um, she started a home health care facility and um, helped her register her business because I have a lot of business knowledge. So like, so that's one of the things that I do. Like after we get past that, say, Eric, I want to start a business. And I like we include that in the process from registering your business to, to developing your business plan, all of that kind of stuff that I, I can do. Um, and so now to see my client, she's 60 years old and she went back to school to mm-hmm. get a degree in business so that now she knows how to successfully run her business that I helped her start. So those are things that that really tugs at my heartstring, knowing that they didn't just waste their time, that they actually not only did the work, but they're really going forward. Because when you go through this process, you really truly discover what your purpose is. Because some people mm-hmm. don't even know what their purpose is. You don't even have a clue or idea in life what what you want or what you want to do. You just know, I want to feel better. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of this. And I, after I'm, I'm feeling better, there's something that I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to put my mark on the world, but how do I put my mark on the world? What is my mark that yeah. I put on the world? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how rewarding it is for you to see people grow, mm-hmm. you know, from one step to the other and you're saying you know what god thank you that i am in i'm living out my purpose by guiding and helping other people live out theirs mm-hmm. you know and so and then that's it could be few for you to keep going yeah. you know as you see others yes because we all have our own personal experiences right so there's times that i've struggled and i said what was i thinking about starting a coaching business and doing all that I'm doing. And I'm over here struggling financially in my own personal life, but yet I'm giving so much of myself to other people. Like, should I just stop and get three more jobs? That way, at least I know my bills are paid. And God, all he always has a, a funny way of showing you, know oh, that you're on the path that I, I, I set you on. And if you step out on faith, then I'm, I promise you that I'm going to make sure that all your ends are met, you know? And I was just like, okay, Lord. 
And I just kept moving forward, just kept moving forward. And it's just like so amazing to where he has me now, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And do you, how do you use your, did you start off by using your own personal story and how you got out of the rut to help um, others with theirs? Yes, absolutely. I use it every day. <laughs> Listen, yes, <laughs> I was, it was so funny because I've never been on large platforms, meaning um, like I've done podcasts and I've done my own shows and then I've spoke on stage. But I mean, like platforms like news channels that have over 60 million viewers. Right. Right. So I'm I was interviewing with Kelly Wright on the Black News Channel. Um, he's a former Fox News reporter. Okay. And his platform has that, that the Black News Channel has over 60 million um, viewers. And my publicist and I, we had sat down and we wrote out a, a plan of all the different um, platforms that, that I, we want to touch on. Because I told her I want to go to the Ricky Smiley show. And she said, okay, we can get there, but this is what you have to do. And so she knows her lane, right? So I was like, okay. Right. So anyway. When we started out, I started out on the Monica Morgan show, um, which is a, a, a radio station in Michigan, um, but it's on iHeart. So I imagine it's like, you know, everywhere. And then Kelly Hart was like, Ke Kelly Wright was like at the third, the bottom of the list out of the, all the list of things. So it's like you elevating yourself, you're growing, 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 the further you get to the bottom of the list. Well, I went from Monica Morgan show straight to Kelly Wright. Okay. <laughs> and that just like blew my mind. Yeah. And so by this time, now I have a stylist and all this kind of stuff. But I was like, well, by the time we get to the bottom of the list, then I can go ahead and really retain her services so she could dress me. I had to call the stylist like, um, I need you. It's like, <laughs> I don't really have the money to pay you. But could you please help me? And she jumped right into action. She was like, OK, we did like a, a hour, you know, Consult and she only charged me like 79 bucks. That's not even her hourly, you know, rate. And then we went um, shopping in the store on Zoom and she picked out all my clothes. And I was like, this woman knows what she's doing because when I get to where I got to go, I'm coming back for her. Yeah. She showed me everything that she could do. So, anyway, let me get back to the point. So, the point is, so I'm on Kelly Wright's show and he's asking me questions about my story. And I go in full detail from, from my father leaving from my neighbor touching me, from me being a stripper, from me um, having a child at 17 to being in a 10 year abusive marriage and where my husband physically and more so um, verbally abused me. So when I left out of that marriage, uh, my self-esteem was so low. I thought I was ugly, like no real man would ever want me, like a man of quality with some real money would never really want me. Uh, like I, I more so led with my body than my mind. Um, I went back to college when I was 35 years old. Hmm. After I graduated from college, I see it because I had been on welfare for most of my life. And I said, for sure, I am going to make it like I'm going to get a job that's going to pay me a whole lot of money. I'm going to be out of debt. No student loans. All of like everything is going to be great. Well, that's not what happened. I was working two jobs. <laughs> I, I landed my dream job, my day job. And my dream job only started me out at like $13, $14 an hour. I'm like, okay. 
And then I had my job that I was working at the hospital while I was going through school. Mm-hmm. So I was able to transfer over to a contingent position, which I could work as many hours, you know, as I want. And so I'm working a day job. I'm working a night job. Um, I'm hustling on the side. Like I just had a lot going on. My daughter had just got a scholarship to college in Taiwan. So now I got to pay for apartment, full work, like everything in another country. Uh-huh. And, and I'm a single parent. And so I was helping the boys. I just had so much on my plate. I remember sitting at my desk every day for one year. I would go to work and I would cry hmm. every morning, from eight in the morning to 11 in the morning, every single day for one year. I would go to my cubicle and my back would be towards everyone. So they would know. And we had like, you know, our regular morning work that didn't require you to deal with anyone else in the office until you get that specific specific job done. So I would cry every day. And when I'm hurting, I can't listen to people like Bishop T.D. Jakes or uh, Kirk Franklin because Mm -hmm. they're speaking these words of truth. And it just really would make me cry even harder. So I would have to take that off. Then I would try to listen to some rap music or I try to listen to something that would like keep me out of just really dealing with my reality. So after about that year, I the, the work had slowed up at the second job. I was, it was two weeks before I had to go to Taiwan to visit my daughter. So I would just work and there was no more overtime on a day job. So this is what kept me going. All of this extra money kept me going. So I'm forced to sit at home and watch the cable that I never get to watch, sit on the new furniture that I never got the chance to sit on. So I'm sitting in a rocking chair and I'm rocking. Day one, I'm rocking. I'm looking at TV. Okay. Day two, I go to work, I'm come home, I'm really rocking. Now I'm in the chair, I'm like losing my mind. I'm, I'm like, I'm crying on control. Like, I'm just like lowering myself, lowering, lower. And I get to a point where my rock bottom was so bad. I said, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm just going to give it all up. I'm mm-hmm. going to end my life. I'm ready to just, I can't, I can't handle the pressure. I can't handle all of the things that happened to me because I was just, all of my secrets and all I had to like, I was forced to see all of the things that I did. I've hurt people. People have hurt me, like all of these things. And at my lowest point, I mean, my lowest point to wear no makeup, no hair, like your lowest point when you just like, you don't even want to take a shower. Like that's how bad yes. you, you know, yes. my phone rang and it was my friend and I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And he says, Hey, I'm in town. Can I come and visit you? I was like, okay. So he come over and I'm sitting in that rocking chair and he's talking. I'm like real dismissive in a sense, not rude, but dismissive. And we talked for a minute and then he takes me outside as he was leaving. And he's, and he was like, had bought a brand new truck. And, and I was like, you happy for people, but you, you seeing all your debt, you seeing all of your, all of, and you just can't even hide it. And what I love about him is that he didn't make me feel any kind of way. What he did was when he left, we spoke on the phone for about a month after that because he intervened every day. He would just call me and talk to me for hours and ask me what's going on with you. What's going on? I'm nothing, nothing. That was me. Nothing, nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. So finally I I just, I just couldn't even hold back my tears. I just cried all the time. And he kept asking me, like, what's going on? So he started mentioning, like, all these things. You know how some people, they bait you. 
but they do it their way. And it's like, um, mm-hmm. hey, did you kill somebody? You know, <laughs> did you, you know, did you get AIDS? Did you do did, like, you know, all right. this? <laughs> and then he started sharing stories with me of people he know. And so finally, I just blurted it out, you know, my deepest secret. And then, you know what he said to me? He said, did that kill you? I mm-hmm. said, no. He was like, well, suck it up. Let's get on over it. And I oh, was like, wow. but for me, that freed me. Like that began opening the doors of me freeing myself. And it took the weight off of the pressure right. that that secret had been holding on to me. And so that is why I share my story because I really go deep into details, into mm-hmm. everything that I surfaced in this interview. I go deeper into details as to what happened to me because somebody can relate to being touched unwantedly. Yes. 75% of Americans can relate to me telling the story of how I felt when my daddy left and he didn't come back and how I had what I classify as the daddy syndrome. Um, I was always looking for love in all the wrong places. I wanted my father to be a part of my life. I wanted him to take me on my first date and show me how, you know, a man is supposed to treat me, pull my chair out, lift my hair back and to tell me that I'm beautiful. So that when the first man came along to tell me that I'm beautiful, I didn't be like, oh, okay, he loves me because he told me that I was beautiful. But to begin to realize, I know that I'm beautiful. What is more to you than you just saying that I'm beautiful? So those are things that I didn't learn. I had to learn, you know, the hard way. And so that's why I share my story. And then when people look at me, they go, you used to dance. You was stripping on a pole. Yeah, I sure did. So if I can overcome all of those secrets and things that I did, so can you. You just have to begin to be to to open up and share those stories so that you can take the weight off of the story that it that it holds you in, you know. I love that. And you can tell just by um you how vibrant you are um you're just radiant and just how much god just shines through you um and how much he has healed the healing process you have walked through you know um because you can you get to the point to where you can tell your story and you don't mind being vulnerable you don't mind being vulnerable because you know that that is this is going to encourage and help someone else. And so now you know that the things that you've gone through really wasn't just about you. It's about so many other people that are out there that you get to share this with to help them come out of their rut and let them know that God still loves them regardless. So you're doing that. And that is, um, I, I just want to tell you, thank you, Erica. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, and I say that a lot of times um, to my clients and they and they will say, well, how do you know if 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 you've accomplished or you've done your job? Because I'll notice a difference in them. I'll notice a difference in the way they tell their story. And the funniest thing, I always wanted to be on Montel, Oprah and Steve Harvey. (laughs) I have letters saved in my computer that I wrote to them. And at the point that I wrote those stories, it's like, I'm a single mom. I need help. Can you give me a million dollars for Christmas? You know, when they give away money. And I just had the saddest story. 
But for whatever reason, God will not allow me to mail those letters out. And now looking back, I understand why. Because nobody wants to hear a story of a person that's broken and hurt and you're still broken and hurt. The story is that you were broken and hurt, but now you've healed. And this is the place that you've come to. And you can utilize that to help other people. But if you're still broken or hurt, like how are you actually helping other people? They, they broken and hurt too. You know what I mean? But people want to know, like people used to say to me, how can you help me if you haven't gone through anything? So if you can show me that you've gone through something and you set the path of how you heal from it, now you could teach me something because you actually heal from it. But what you going to teach me how to be hurt? We're going to be hurt together. <laughs> <laughs> Makes such a sad, sad story. And we just sitting here hurt, hurt together. But you're you're right. You know, um, being able to pull other people up, hand up, you know. Yeah. So through your story, so I'm, I'm grateful that you are using your platform for that. I remember a letter I wrote to uh, Tyler Perry when you said that, and I was working for a storage um, company. I ran this lady business. She had two um, facilities and she hired me to start to work for one, but her ratings and the month and income went up so much. She asked me to oversee both of them. And as I was sitting there, some days were just quiet and I would just start writing my little letters to Tyler Perry, you know, um, and all and asking the same thing, saying who I was and what I was looking for, you know? Um, and now that you said that, it's like, wow, that's why they never really got to him. <laughs> You know, because I was still in that rut. I was still in that place. But now I'm such at a different place in my own life, you know, that maybe if I resend it, it'd be different. The wording will be different. The verbiage will be different. (laughs) You know, there's a little quote that I I say, and I didn't realize how um, it helps a lot of people. You know, they always say hurt people hurt other people. But healed people help heal other people. And so if a person, you know, live by that, you realize that if you're in a place of hurt, then you really shouldn't be trying to help other people. That's right. all you're going to do is help grow their hurt while you're going to grow your hurt. You guys, uh, you know, I, I call it the, the, the um, one of the things aspect is the women hater club, you know, the <laughs> women's hater club where we all hate men, you know, that's yes. <laughs> So you got one hurt woman with a man, the dog, an abuser and kick them to the curb. And now this hurt woman is trying to help other women. And so now you teaching them, oh, you're going to hate a man. And so then when that good man come into her life, she can't accept him, can't accept the love and can't give him love. Because now we all in this haters, men haters club. Then you come back together. We all talking about these men. And then the guy is like, but I, I don't know anything about your past. I'm not a part of your past. I'm just here to love you. And give you the things that you ask God for, because right, we all pray, God, give me a man that is all, you know, with all of these thousand qualities, you know, because he got to live up to here. <laughs> but why he got to be up here and you still down here because you haven't fixed the things in your life that needed to be fixed. And so when you have somebody from a broken state trying to help you, then that's not a good thing. But mm-hmm. if you have somebody that was once broken and healed and now they're they're healed and they're trying to help you heal, 
now they can show you the steps that that they went through in order to to get to this healed place for themselves and they can help you reach a place of healing within yourself as well. Absolutely. Beautifully say it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, I don't want to wrap this up yet. I know we have to, but I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> but since we have to, <laughs> Erica, if people want to listen to your podcast, they want to reach out and hire you to be their coach or hire you for a speaking engagement. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Absolutely. They can go to my website, um, ericaleanspeaks.com. And um, I'm on all social media platforms, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube as Erica Lynn Speaks. So it's universal. So you can find me there. Um, and if they want to hire me as a coach, um, we have a group coaching program. I wanted to make something that was affordable for everyone because everyone can't necessarily retain my one-on-one services. So the, the One Step Beyond You signature program is for all those individuals who are ready to elevate themselves and move to a next level of their lives, who want to become an industry leader, but they are afraid, who want to have a successful relationship with their family or their husband, who just, who, you're just tired of feeling tired. And you want, you know, you want to have other feelings for once in your life, then they can go to the One Step Beyond You Signature Program. And that program is actually only $69.99 a month. And so you will have me um, coming in the program. I'm live inside within within the um, online course. And it's just so many other things going on. I'm bringing in other professionals to come in and to help. So you get all of that for such a small price. And then I also do one-on-one coaching, but, but I always like for people to come in the program and see what they need. And then you have people that says, um, Erica, I don't know what I need. Can you tell me what I need? Then I do a free consultation so that <laughs> I can guide you and, and see what program works best for you. But where you would start is on ericalandspeaks.com and get your free download. So I'm giving away something free today. Nice. Free download. Um, and, uh, so when you log in, Eric Lynn speaks, it's right there. It's called three steps to, uh, beyond yourself, you know, overcoming the best you. And so get your free download and it gives you right off the back, three steps to help you overcome those weak areas in your life to put you in the right direction. And so, um, I, I like giving away free stuff. So make sure you get your, your, your free download. But um, and so that's how they find me, ericalandspeaks.com. <laughs> and it's always good when the free download is something that can actually help propel your life. It's like you have no idea how valuable that really is. Yes. So do take advantage of that. Download that resource and do the resource, you know, follow it, its instructions. And then, yeah, reach out to Erica at that point and get that consultation and all the resources you need to get the help you need to propel your life to that next level, get out of that rut, get unstuck. Cool. Well, thank you. Uh, well, before I say sign us off, are there any final words of wisdom you want to share with our audience, Erica? Yes. Um, what I want people to know is there is greatness in you. There's a person that's inside of you that the world is waiting to see. But in order for you to do so, you must be willing to discover what you need to discover in order to unleash the power that's inside of you. So my final words is get ready. Say yes to unleashing the power that's inside of you. 
be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 252. There you'll find links to Erica's website, as well as some resources that we've discussed in this episode. We'll also have some past episodes that link back to overcoming past hurt, past trauma, to live a fulfilled life, especially in the areas of faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility. The best way you can pay us back is to pay us forward. So if you know somebody who would appreciate this episode, share it on your social media, tag a friend, send it as a direct message, email it to them, however you like to do it. You can find all that information at beyondtherut.com slash 252. If you haven't identified what you want to do in life, uh, be sure to check out our webpage, beyondtherut.com, where we've got a link for a free goal-setting tool called Measure It to Make It. And when you do that, You'll be able to walk through an exercise that'll help you identify what matters most to you in life, what do you want to accomplish by the time your life is over, and how do you start setting those milestones for that. So be sure to check out beyondtherut.com and click on that tab that says free goal setting tool. We're glad you joined us this week. We look forward to joining you again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.